Welcome to the Leading with Integrity and Skill podcast, presented by Dr. Bill Hostler on subjects affecting leaders across a wide array of venues. The Bible says in Psalm 78, 72, that David shepherded them with integrity of heart, with skillful hands he led them. That is our goal. Stay tuned for words of encouragement about what it means to be a leader who exemplifies integrity and skill in the home, the workplace, the church, and the community. I want to welcome you uh, to this podcast today. We are with Rob Mills of the singing group called The Sound and uh, got to know Rob and his family. Oh, Rob, maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago when I was in uh, the church there outside of Grand Rapids. And uh, we were able to book you and have you in. I think we had you about three times while I was at yeah, the Yeah, I think so. And have had the, the privilege of getting to see you and listen to you numerous times and your sons. But uh, tell us a little bit about you, your family, and uh, the group called The Sound. Sure. Well, um, again, I'm Rob Mills, and uh, I have the unique opportunity of, of traveling in ministry with my family. Uh, it's myself and my two sons, uh, Levi and Jacob, who are uh, 24 and 23. Uh, we also have a daughter whose name is Emily. She's 20, but she does not travel with us. And, um, and of course, my wife, um, I won't say her age. Uh, lest she, <laughs> lest she get on to me. But I will say that, uh, yeah, I will say that uh, I'm, I'm fortunate that she gets to travel with us as well, and and so we are able to do um, this as sort of a family ministry, if you will. And uh, the sound is a group that uh, actually originated back in, oh, I want to say '85. 84, 85, out of Houston, Texas, and the, I, I became part of that group in 1990. So 1990, 91, and 92, uh, I was with the, the ministry out of Houston, Texas, The Sound, and then got married in 92 and then moved to Michigan, and my wife and I raised our family there, started and raised our family in Michigan, and then... Um, uh, the the sound as a ministry actually retired around 2000, and then in 2017, when uh, we felt uh, that the Lord was leading us into full-time ministry, uh, we began to search for a name for this ministry, and the name The Sound was available. And since I had ties with The Sound, um, it just seemed like a natural fit. And so the sound already had made a name for themselves in Christian music, uh, in contemporary and uh, even in some Southern. And so uh, with that in mind, we adopted the name and became the sound in 2017. Very good. Uh, and, um, and you certainly have done well for the name. Uh, since uh, you took it over. Let me just, uh, uh, th this wasn't part of our script here, Rob, uh -huh. uh, but we knew it would be loose. But you talk about contemporary uh, Christian music and Southern gospel uh, genres. What might define the category, say, Southern gospel? 
Um, that's a good question. I think I think Southern Gospel, um, in and of itself, I think started off, um, you know, in the. I, I guess I guess you would, if when you thought of Southern Gospel previously, you probably would have thought more of your church music, your quartets, um, those traditional kind of sounds. Uh-huh. Um, I think I think it's evolved um, beyond that now, uh, but you still have a lot of tradition that is in Southern gospel music. Uh, contemporary as really um, is a sort of a broad brush stroke, um, if you will. Uh, it can it can um, it can be defined in you know not not just you know your Stephen Curtis Chapman's your um, your Michael W. Smith with the worship end of it. Yeah, um, there's, you know, the the black gospel. All of that stuff, I think, fits in what we would call contemporary. Sure. And so, um, I think, I think, really now, what what separates the two um, has been more that traditional and and the non-traditional uh, okay. forms of music. And it's just the forms of uh, of worship is really what it is. And so some people like this and some people like that. And I think we find that even in our churches. What what would be some of the groups that you would put into the category of Southern Gospel, some of your contemporaries? Uh, that I would put into Southern Gospel, I would, uh, well, I would say in Southern Gospel, you have uh, great groups like the Booth Brothers. Um, they would be uh, Southern Gospel. Um, uh, Greater Vision. They are a trio, and they have they have made their careers in this in in the the genre of Southern Gospel. Um, you know, even even farther back than that, you have groups like um, groups like the Happy Goodman family and the Hensons and all of that. They they sort of defined what Southern Gospel was. Southern Gospel had more of a country flavor to it um and so it's you know that i think i think they def- they sort of set the mark and defined that that genre of music as to be that and then and inside of that um you can get as contemporary as uh, a quartet like uh, the triumphant quartet or you can be as traditional as as somebody like the chuck wagon gang which is a very traditional um sure. old time sure quartet you know so okay. all right well i think that helps to kind of uh describe the genre that, that we're talking about here and some of the groups that many of them are very very well known okay mm-hmm. um this this next question is that you know uh i it, it wasn't totally a regional group but you operated out of michigan uh, right and i'm sure that's where a, a, a lot of your concerts were initially and then it just kind of seems like uh when you got the name or did what you maybe get a contract with uh like Daywind music or something that it, it just all of a sudden you it seemed to me now maybe it didn't rob but it seemed to me all right you you burst on a big stage yeah, um, so we started off in 2011. Um, I, I had been a minister of music for 16 years, and, um, you know, our, our, our boys were, I don't know, at the time, 
I'm bad with math, but I want to say probably 11, 12, 13. That's, that's, it was a, um, age range that they were. And so in 2011, sort of felt like God was opening up a door, leading us into, um, at least exploring the possibilities of traveling and being a traveling ministry and, and letting the boys get out. I, I could tell that that the Lord was doing something with them and, um, you know, their love for music and, you know, just began to pray about it. And I didn't, I just didn't want to be that guy that had to look back in 20 years, 30 years and go, boy, you know what? I think the Lord was telling me something and I didn't do it. So we, we sort of launched out and, um, I, I resigned from my minister of music position and uh, we began to homeschool our children, and we would just do some part-time things. And um, and then in 2017, when we, you know, the boys were graduating high school, and and Levi was graduating college. You know, we be, we sat down and we said, you know, what do you feel like the Lord is telling you? You know, because that's the most important thing. You you really have to. You, you should seek the Lord on anything that you're doing, really. But if you're going to get involved in a ministry of any kind, you better, you better really pray about that and make sure that it's the Lord that's leading you. Because if not, you're, you've got a lot of hardships ahead of you. You know that to be true. And so they, they both felt like that, that the Lord was leading them into doing something full time in the music ministry. And so, um, you know, we launched out and, and became the sound. And then, um, you know, we did a, a couple of, of independent projects and, uh, you know, we've, I, we actually got a call from Daywind, um, where we are signed on under their New Day label. Um, and Daywind and happens, they, to be a, happens to be a pretty big, uh, signing group, uh, company. Well, so, so here's the thing. I, I, I don't want to say I threw a fleece out, you know, for the Lord, but, but I always, uh, I always just kind of knew that that Daywind was the top of the heap. Uh, we had some other offers of of other companies, and they're great companies. There's no doubt, um, but it, it just didn't seem like the right fit. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I I I as I prayed about it, I just I I just thought, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know about that. I'm I, I hope I do the right thing. And then um, one day we got a, a call that uh, Daywind wanted to have a meeting, and we came and met with them, and and it seemed like uh, just a, a great match. And um, and I knew uh, again, I knew the name Daywind because uh, when I was a minister of music, I would get things from Daywind all the time. They would come to me at the church, and so that was some. It was just a fam, something familiar that I knew, and I knew they were a great company. And so when they offered um, us to come on board with them, uh, we prayed about that again, and um, it seemed like a fit that would work. And so we did that in 2019, and then um, we recorded our first album with them in 2019. And at the end of 2019 is when the album came out. And then, of course, you know what happened shortly after that. 2020 happens. And so, you know, and then you scratch your head and say, boy, did I make the right decision here? Am I doing the right thing? So, Well, listen, I for some of the uh, listeners who are not familiar with this sound, 
I remember talking to you oh, a few years ago, and I said, Rob, uh, how you guys doing? And how are, how are your songs doing? And I think maybe you were saying, oh, Bill, we have one at number 42 or yeah. <laughs> 38. And, yeah. and you seemed kind of excited. And I said, yes, good. And then the next thing I know, you have a song at number one on the charts. <laughs> and I thought, well, great. Praise God. Then second, I see number two on the charts. Then I see number three on the charts. I mean, your songs, the third song was number one. So you have one, two, and three songs all at number one on the charts, at least sometime during the year. And, uh, okay, tell me what's going on right now. Uh, well, right now, uh, oddly enough, we have our fourth number one song. It is currently the number one song in the in the country and um it is called make it count and which is the title track off of the off of our album our first album there uh it's been a great thing we have a great team um at daywind and and like i like i said just a moment ago you know i i knew if we if we were to if we were going to be with a company that's the company i would want to be with and we do we have a great team of people that are that are with us that help and uh and do those things and know how to do things that we do not know how to do now would that how does that happen with everybody that they sign no it does not um i i'm sure they wish that it would and um i'm sure everybody you know that signs wishes it would (laughs) but somehow it doesn't and i and i can't explain that to you except it's just got to be the favor of the lord Uh, uh, that's all i can figure because there's a lot of people that work hard and a lot of people that, um, as they as they like to say, pay their dues. And I don't know what that is, but whatever that is, paying of the dues, um, it, it sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. But I do know that the record company has been very excited that the the first the, the only four singles that we pushed off of the first album have all gone to number one. And so that is a, um, that's very exciting. And now we have a brand new album that is coming out. It will be out on the 29th of April, uh, this month. And, and so, uh, it is called God is real. And the new single has already gone out for God is real. And we're receiving great airplay from that already. So, um, a great response from that. So, uh, we just look forward to seeing what the Lord has in store. Yeah, I know when I talked to you in Florida here just a couple months ago, uh, I, I would ask, and I don't know that you can answer this, but I just thought, wow, four number one songs off one album. How many groups can, can ever make that claim? Can't be very many, Rob. The, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's. I think it's fairly rare. So um, at least that's what I've, I'm told. Sure. Uh, I'm not uh, the historian that some people are, but um, from what I understand, that's 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 pretty rare to do. And so, um, off of one album, so okay. that's a great thing. Uh, going to a little more personal, uh, <clears throat> what are what are the gifts or gift that you personally bring to the group? I mean, obviously you're the father, uh, yeah. and uh, you have the two sons with you. But what do you what do you feel you bring? Uh, to the table with the group called The Sound? Well, 
um, hopefully, hopefully, being the dad, I, I bring a little bit of uh, a little bit of wisdom um, as we uh, navigate, um, try to navigate a music business that's ever changing, and um, you know, um, uh, and always. Um, you always have to be sort of almost fluid because it just it just seems to do one of these numbers and you just have to sort of uh, navigate that i i'm i'm again i'm glad that we have a team assembled around us that that um also has great wisdom as we take these steps forward and then um spiritually i you know i hope i bring that to the table as well in in keeping um, keeping us all grounded and um, our eyes focused on where they need to be, and that is obviously the name of Christ. That's, you know, I, I've always told the boys, you can do all you can do and and try to make a name for yourself, but um, just always remember, a hundred years from now, people will, outside of your immediate family, and in some and, and a lot of them probably won't even remember what your name is. Yeah. really and so it's only the things that you do for christ and so hopefully spiritually i can help to to keep everybody grounded that way sure. and um and our boys are spiritually um ha- have a good a good head on their shoulders a good heart and so um i i feel like they um you know if god were to call me home tomorrow i believe i believe that they they've got at least that foundation they know where to draw from sure. So, and then outside of that, I'm the eye candy of the whole operation. I mean, uh, those boys are just hideous looking. They're ugly kids. And, um, you know, I'm the, (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, the eye candy. (laughs) Well, listen, uh, Rob, um, my, my guess is, I, I don't know, I've not talked to you about this, that you probably, when you were in music ministry, because you had been in in a traveling ministry back mm-hmm. earlier, you're a gifted guitarist and vocalist, and you probably had some opportunities to go with other groups. Now, maybe maybe you were in the background, maybe the Lord spared you for that, but you probably had some. What was the what was the deciding factor? Maybe it was your prayer that said, you know what, I want to go with my family. And then the then the follow up question, Robbie, is. When did you realize that the boys had the gifting uh, and the abilities mm-hmm. that they have? I mean, they have quite a range when it comes to their voices, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and being musicians. So that's kind of a big question or two questions. Yeah. Um, so I've been in music. I've been involved in music since I was probably seven, eight years old. My dad was an entertainer. Um, I did not grow up in church, so but my dad was a musician and entertainer in bluegrass music, country music, and I played uh, I played in his band, sang with him, and I learned a lot um, as far as the entertainment part of it. Um, and uh, my dad was a you know gifted at that end of it. So um, those are, are are things that that I sort of had, I, I don't want to say in my pocket, but maybe, maybe that's, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll just say that for now. That was part of something that I had with me. And then, um, you know, one, I, I had an opportunity to, um, 
to play for a gospel group or two um, that were national gospel groups. And, um, and then, man, I got to see, I got to see, um, some people like Jim Hamill of the, of the old Kingsman Quartet. What a masterful MC, um, uh, he was, um, just fantastic. And, uh, I always appreciated that. And, uh, he was great. Um, Another guy by the name of George Yance was fantastic um, as far as far as those things go. And now they were entertainers, but they are also spiritual. And so that sort of began to work on me because I began to see that those things could go together um, and and be intertwined. And and I thought, you know, this is great. Because I have, uh, I, I got saved in February of 1989, made Jesus the Lord of my life. Mm. And then, but I, I also had this um, entertainment background. And so I'm like, well, how do, how do, I, how do I work these things together, you know? And those guys, um, I was able to, um, to sort of uh, navigate that a little bit and, and begin to learn some things. Kenny Henson, I think that we talked about earlier a little bit, uh, was the same was the same way. Fantastic, and a, just a great speaker and entertainer as well, and spiritually. And um, so, um, so through the years, I, I you know I had opportunities uh, because of of the musical gifts that I had. Even outside of of the Christian world, I would be hired by. Um, some country entertainers and stuff that would come into Michigan and play DTE or the Palace of Auburn Hills or places like that. And so they would have me um, do background vocals or play guitar, uh, usually both. And, uh, and so I had those opportunities. And so that, you know, that was, that was, um, that was great as well. And, and, uh, and so that would, let me scratch the itch a little bit if you if you want to call it that and then but to answer a little bit of your second uh, uh question I began to notice with the boys especially Levi when he's the oldest when he was probably around 2 years old uh i i began to recognize that he had a, a musical gift now what that would wind up being i didn't know he had a musical gift because he could hear different things. I remember one, there was one instance, and I love to tell this story, of when he was sitting in his high chair, and he, he's, a little, he's a drummer as well, so he was, banging on, he was banging on the high chair all the time, was always banging. And um, one day he was, he, would, he was banging out, and, and here's the sound. It would go, da-da-da-da-da-da. Da 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 da, and it was just over and over and over. And at two years old, he said to me, "He goes, did you hear that?" And I'd say, "Did I hear what?" And he would do it again, da 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 da, and he'd say, "Do you hear that?" And I'd say, "Do I? What do you hear? Tell me." And he goes, "Chitty chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang," and I'm like, "That is." I don't know that you teach that. Sure. That is just something that he was hearing. And so he, he would, 
he just would do it over and over. And so he, um, we we kind of knew that he would at least be a drummer, but he could he could sing, and it, when he would sing a song, he would be in the same key pretty much every time. And so I'm like, he hears that as well. And then Angie and I, my wife and I. Uh, began to sing and and we would let him sing a lead part and then we would sing harmony with him and and he would stay where he was supposed to stay and and then he it wasn't long till he learned harmony and he could do that as well and so um, that was great and then Jacob didn't even show he didn't show any signs of even being interested in music until he was probably 10 or 11 years old and then he's been like a sponge so not only is he a singer He's a guitar player. He's a bass player. He's a piano player. He's, you know, he's extremely musical. And so um, I just began to notice those kinds of things early on. And right away, uh, because of the gift that they had, um, I put them in my worship band. And so I, I I taught Jacob how to read a number system to play bass. Levi, I got him a little set of drums and he played, um, he played drums for me. And then my piano player was out. Uh, was a studio musician that I traveled some with and did some country acts with that would come to town, like I was saying. And at, and after church on Sundays, we would look at each other and we'd say, you know, if I didn't turn around and see it, I would not realize that I had a 10 and 11 year old playing behind me because it feels normal. I don't, I'm not pulling them along. They're, they're part of it. Oh, that's great. And so, um, so when we began to, um, explore the possibilities and God began to lead, um, to, uh, in 2011 to venture out and, and do some things as a family. Um, I just knew at that point, I wouldn't want to travel with anybody else. So if I were going to do it and God was going to call me to it, he knew that this is where I needed to be. So that's great. That's great. Uh, how many how many uh, days uh, approximately? Now COVID obviously knocked that in the head. But how many days would you be on the road a year? Oh, well, how many days would I be on the road a year? Well, I can tell you right now. What's today? April fifteenth. Yep. I left. I left my home January second, and I have not been back yet. Uh, I will I will be home, um, Lord willing, tonight. Okay. Um, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, right now, and I will I will leave out late this afternoon, and I will drive into the night until I get home. Uh, that's how long I have been out. My boys have been able to fly. Uh, Jacob is married, so he's been able to fly back and forth home. Uh, Levi um, has been able to uh, go to the places he needs to go as well. Uh, my wife has been with me, and so it's been a great thing. Oh, but I, I have been out for a while, and um, and I'll be off this weekend, but I hit it again the following weekend. And so we do about, a, a, on average, about 140 dates a year right now. So, okay. um, And that's, that's about where we are. Okay. Um, being on the road so much, traveling, uh, doing the same, obviously you can alter your music some, but you have a, a repertoire of music and you sing that night after night. A lot of those same songs, particularly the ones that people want to hear, like The Witness, I, I can't right. the Witness, or you know, The First Church of Mercy, or those uh, night after night. How do you keep it fresh? 
Oh, it's a good question. Um, it's a good question. One of the great things is that um, the the audience is different every night. Um, and so uh, with the audience being different every night, they they always respond um they always respond a little different, and so it makes it, even though you're singing the same song again, um, that experience feels different almost every time. And so um, the the one thing that I always, always look at it, and you'll know what I mean by this, it's sometimes it's like an evangelist that has... Um, you know some key sermons that uh, that they will preach at certain places, and and it seems to be like their season that they have this message that they that they need to give or that the Lord has laid on their heart to give to people, and we kind of look at it the same way. This is right now a season of message that that the Lord has given us something to say, and and I think those I think uh, one of the one of the unique things is when you when you think about it, our very first single that went out and went number one was a song called "Can I Get a Witness." So, and basically, what it talks about is: Have you ever stared down a mountain too tall to climb? Um, have you ever stood at a Red Sea wrestling doubt? Uh, all of those things, and I think 2020 brought to light a lot of those feelings in people. And so this message really was something that people wanted to hear. And um, and there was, a, you know, our 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 second song that went out and went number one was called "Great God Almighty." Won't you save your children? Lord in heaven, won't you lend a hand? Uh, those, I, I mean, and I think them. I think God really made just orchestrated a message that needed to be told, and and churches and concerts have just responded to those same messages. So it doesn't feel like we're having to drum anything up. It's just, sure. it's just the spirit that's there. I think that's, that's that goes ahead of us. Okay. Um, what? Well, let me get a plug in here for you guys. Where can, mm-hmm. where can they hear the sound? Where can they get on your mailing list so that they know where your concerts are? What's your website? Sure. Our website is uh, thesound.org. www.thesound.org is our website. And that'll have our tour dates on it. It'll have uh, bio information on it. It will have... Uh, our products are all on there, CDs and, and USBs and records, and believe it or not, we still sell records. Um, I think we sold out right now, but we have so we still sell records for a record player, uh, which is the hottest form of physical music that there is. I don't I know if you know that or not. I heard that, it but it's hard for me to believe. But, uh. It outsells everything. As a matter of fact, if you go to Walmart, Walmart doesn't even have a CD section. They have a record section, though, that you can buy records. And that's the craziest thing to me. But anyway, people buy them. And, um, but we have that, shirts and uh, hats and you know, apparel, all that kind of stuff. But we are also on Facebook. You can find us there on t- every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We do uh, a Facebook Live, and we're getting ready to hit our four-year anniversary on that. Um, I will say that one gets a little more difficult um, to do those Facebook lives now that Jacob is married and you know the boys are older. Four years ago is a little different, but um, but we've been fairly diligent that every Tuesday night we have a live that goes out. 
and uh, we've only missed one or two of them, and those were circumstances out of our control. But we're on Instagram as well. Uh, you can also find us, um, you know, if you want to stream our music, you can find it through your, you know, through Apple and Spotify and Pandora, all of those things, uh, Amazon, YouTube. it's all there, you can, and you YouTube, YouTube. yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, let me wrap up with one other uh, question. And sure. I know it can be dear to your heart. You, we've referenced it, but we haven't really highlighted it. You got a new project coming out, which will be released at the end of this month, April. April 29. Uh, April 2021. Uh, 22, excuse me. April 2022. And uh, it'll soon be out. You say they've already released one single off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about this. What's this new project called? Um it is called, uh, it's called God is Real, um, is the title of the album, and that's the first single also that went out. Um, Bill, we, um, one of the things that, that we notice, and, um, as we are out, and you, and, and let me give you my uh, background as well. Again, I, I did not grow up in church, and so church lingo was something that I was not familiar with. Um, a lot of uh, most of the gospel music that we know is all written uh, on the, the presupposition that people know what we're talking about, and so and it and it's and it's and it's made for other Christians and uh, to edify and uplift the body of Christ, which is what we need to do. We need to do that, but we also recognize that we are we live in a world we don't live in mayberry anymore not everybody goes to church not everybody uh even has a church background anymore and so that's that there's a there is a i think there is um a divide that that we're not really thinking about sometimes and so we wanted to write an album we wrote seven of the ten songs on the album we wanted to write an album um, and songs um, that sort of fit in a, in a category of everyday music for everyday people. They have a Christian um, overtones, uh, but it allows people, uh, we didn't necessarily, let's say, we didn't necessarily use the phrases and lingo that most Christians are familiar with. Sure. We wanted to use things that the world, if my my friend Jeff, who isn't a Christian, can pop into his vehicle or put in his headphones and really try to understand what it is that we're trying to say and uh, and give the message and so um, and not and not let them be bogged down with um, I don't know the story of Joshua and the children of Israel and the walls of Jericho I don't know that story so I'm going to turn it off. So we tried to write things um, that that would um, focus more that way. And one of the so- one of the songs that opens up the album is called "Jeans and Jesus," um, and it's sort of a uh, being thankful for the things that you have. And um, the the key line in the song is, "I ain't got much, but I've got jeans and Jesus." You know, uh, meaning that God has provided all the things that I need. And um, and so. And then there's another one, uh, the second song in is called I Didn't Find Jesus. 
And the, the, the words to the chorus of that are on a Nashville road trip when I turned my radio on and heard about some crosses in a classic country song. He met me in an F-150 on my way to Tennessee. I didn't find Jesus, but he found a way to find me. Uh, so that's the that's the that's the yeah. premise, the sort of the thought of this album. That's and great. so all of the songs sort of reflect that. Sure. And so um, it'll be interesting to see how the gospel music community and the Christian community accepts it. But I think it's going to be fine. I really do. I think I think we all realize that there's a void there that needs to be filled. Sure, sure. Well, my guest today for this podcast has been Rob Mills, father of uh, Levi and Jacob. Uh, the three of them make up the group called The Sound. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to encourage our listeners to uh, go to their website, look at and maybe where they're going to be near you, and you can go and visit them for a concert, pick up some of their music. Uh, that It'll minister to you. Uh, and uh, let me just say, Rob, that Margaret and I are uh, delighted to be able to call you our friends, you and your wife. And your Absolutely. Friends. And uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate your family ministry. And may God continue to richly bless you and uh, uh, move your ministry forward. Thank you so much, Bill. We love you all as well, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be with you today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for taking the time away from the recording to do so. Appreciate it. Yep. Okay, God bless you. Bye-bye. And this has been a production of Leading with Integrity and Skill Podcasts. You can like us on Facebook at Dr. Bill Hostler and get my podcast on the web at www.keyministries.net.